Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. And of course, good morning to the United States. Good morning to the rest of the world. We are here. Today is Thursday. And you know what that means. It's Neil Aquino's day. He's here for us every Thursday for, I don't know, for quite a while now. Anyhow, folks, anyhow, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. Before we get started, of course, we pass it along to the control room. Good morning, geniuses. How are you doing this morning? Well, we got the tin cans and stringing awake. We were kind of afraid we lost you there. Oh, no. Well, you know, (laughs) I get cued when I hear that you have that promo at the beginning of the show. And I did hear a promo. It's like, huh? No, that was my mistake. Oh, yeah, Jack's well. got to go to the woodshed later on today. Yeah, no, yeah. Hey, look, I am, I am going to continue to treat uh, Brother Jack with reverence. You know what? Can um, I say? I'm telling you that you know I could not do this without Jack. I just uh, couldn't do it. But he had to this morning. <laughs> well, I just have to correct a few things. That's all. Hey, we missed the station ID, so we are KPFT Houston, 90.1 FM in Houston, 89.5 in Galveston, and up in Huntsville, 89.7. And we got the whole place covered, man. And over in Louisiana, it's KPFT Houston. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Anyway, what's going on, Brother Jack? What's the word well, of the day? Well, I had something happen uh, Tuesday. I was yes. uh, coming coming in to start the program, and I stopped at Wentworth and San Jacinto, and there was a homeless man sitting there. So I'm sitting there at the light, and I pulled up too far past the uh, the, the crossing arm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not used to driving in Houston <laughs> streets and stuff, and that. So anyway, he gets up and starts coming to the window. I said, "Well, I want to get him some money or something." And he caught the he caught the cross arm coming down and held it for me. And when I looked over to my right, I saw the train coming. Oh so my I got on God! Gas. You know, I got on the gas and got away from there. I said, "Man, I need to do something for that guy." So he was there this morning, and you know, I gave him gave him a little money, you know, and said, "Thank you, thank you." The and same guy. Yes, yes, yes. So that that sounds like Jack to me. That is that's what we got to do. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You know, we're a family, man. We are. If we start looking at everybody as brothers and sisters, you know, I used to, you know, on my way to uh, to uh, KPFT, you know, when you make that left at the flower shop, when you're coming off the freeway, there's this guy. Well, actually, several of them always stand up there. So I had to start put, keeping some uh, spirit change in my left yeah, side here so that it, on, yeah. right <laughs> every day that i go there you know uh you know put it pull it out and put it there because and I, I i did a couple of shows i i don't know if you were there when, when i came in and said it's like you know what are we doing about this you know the politicians are out there telling to get all these grants saying how great our city is as far as reducing the homeless rate and i spoke to nick cooper who 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 works with food not bombs and what he tells me, he tells me that the reality is homelessness has not gone down in Houston. He said it's just been relocated. Um, Mayor Turner moved these guys from places. They they really keep the plugs on food, not bombs and all the I mean, so it's a shell game we play. You go to L.A., we got to do something about that. We need to become more of a humane society, a humane country than we are with respect to the unhoused, because I tell you. 
Uh, if you go and try to get an apartment right now, you know, I've been living in a house for a long time. But uh, when I started to find out what apartments cost, and I'm not talking luxury apartments. I mean, it's tough out there. It's very, very tough out there. It's tough. So anyhow, my two cents. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to say, Howard or Jack, before we get started? No, no. No, no. Okay. All right. Oh, well. yeah, yeah, you know, but that was a random act of kindness that that man did. And, you know, I returned the, I returned the favor. Yeah. And well, that's that's the that's the Christmas spirit there. Yeah, you know, we talk about random acts of kindness, you know. Sometimes I wonder if that's the word. You know, we say it, random act of kindness. But you're either kind or you're not. You, Jack, you're a kind person. Uh, I will never forget my burrito. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll never forget my burrito. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, we'll, get him, we'll get him again sometime. Yeah, we got to go, go go spend some time at, 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 at that lake and, and shoot the bull some again. You know, um, anyhow, let's get busy. Good morning, Neil Aquino from the Houston Democracy good. Project. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Good morning. Good morning, world. Thank you, Howard and Jack, for facilitating it all. And and good morning, world. And I, I see my my picture's a little fuzzy. I, I think Mattress Mac is jamming the satellite, um, or or Dan Crenshaw or somebody. So, but we're 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 here with clarity. Yeah, and but you know, uh, it, it's a little blur. But sometimes it actually straightens up. I think I I'm starting to think since you said you took some good pictures with your camera, I'm starting to think that it's a bit rate coming from the server. You know that that we used to bring the signal in. I I feel that's what it is. So, but you look handsome and, as and, you always do, sir. Okay, and for those who are wondering, wait, isn't this a radio show? Yeah, it's a radio show, but we are online too, folks. Go to politicsunright.tv if you want to watch it on, on YouTube or go to uh, 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 facebook.com slash KPFT Houston if you want to watch the program on our, our Facebook page. And do remember, when we play those videos, you actually see all those videos in that area. Welcome, Eric Hayes, who is in the house, as well as Brother Paul Fleming Sr. from Atlanta, Georgia. Eric is from Kingwood. Uh, Paul Fleming Sr. is from Georgia. Folks, remember this is a call-in show. And how do you get to this call-in show? Just give us a call at 713-526-5738. It's on the screen now. 713-526-5738. Today's topic, Media Acts as Trump won 2024. Prager University exposed. I know you guys have heard of Prager University. Anytime you've spoken to a conservative, I can almost guarantee you that that friend of yours will go ahead and say, uh, when they're talking about capitalism, they say, check out what Prager University has to say. When they talk about healthcare, check out what Prager University has to say. They create very well-polished videos to make their point. They have the money to invest in well-polished videos to complicate your life, to mislead you. Prager University, if you hear something is coming from Prager University, it is out. It makes no sense. I want to, I want to play that video today, but let's go ahead and talk to Brother Neil first about uh, some of the issues. Uh, Brother Neil, I got your uh, two major blogs for this week. 
And the first one was titled, Whitmer Outsourced Attacks to Folks with Uncertain Commitment to Democracy. There is, there is much more to that blog than Houston, Texas. But let's go ahead and explain. Talk to me what you're talking about there. Very, very good. And, and very quickly, before we get to that, we referenced um, Food Not Bombs. Um, they have had 84 tickets um, citations for their weekly actions down at the Idelson building near the public uh, at the public library. And they are doing a petition. Um, they are doing a petition to ask Mayor Whitmire, Mayor elect Whitmire, to stop the citations. The Texas Civil Rights Project and Food Not Bombs are working together to um, um, petition folks to ask them to stop the relentless ticketing. And if you've seen the stories in the Chronicle, they have to go to court, municipal court, I believe it is. So far, nothing's been held up. But just think of all the wrongdoing going on and all the police shortage issues we hear about. They have written 84 tickets to Food Not Bombs, and hopefully Mayor-elect Whitmire will, will change that um, will change that 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 approach because it's just it's just awful and Mayor Turner won't won't change it. He is he you is know, just stuck on it. You know we've been working with uh, the Houston Peace and Justice Center. We've raised uh, well, I say we've raised a lot of money. We along with uh, or rather along with Food Not Bombs, we have been raising a lot of money to pay for those tickets. So uh, HPJC is an integral part of making sure that these folks are well taken care of. Alistair Waters just joined us and she says, good morning to all. Anyway, let's talk about uh, the Whitmire outsourced attacks. Right. So one of the one of the themes and it was a story in the Houston landing that 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 immediately got me into this topic, though, to been aware of it. But one of the one of the things that uh, John Whitmire has talked about, he keeps saying, I haven't criticized anyone. I haven't criticized anyone. I've been positive. And yeah, he never criticized anyone, but he outsourced his attacks to some of the worst folks. Um, um, the law enforcement unions who have been supporting without apparent hesitation candidates and officials who tried to overturn Harris County elections, uh, Republican uh, media echo chamber, Melior, and the whole tough on crime crowd never let up on Sheila Jackson Lee the entire time, and the Republican electorate itself. The majority of Democrats voted for Sheila Jackson Lee. The majority of the overwhelming majority of Republicans voted for John Whitmire. There's nothing inherently wrong with bipartisanship. In fact, you need bipartisanship for a functioning society. But these are people willingly supporting election deniers. These are people not stepping back as Trump uses Hitler-like language, the blood of the nation. So sure that Senator Whitmire himself didn't go negative. He left the negativity to folks with a tenuous commitment to democracy. It got him elected and made Houstonians who value democracy less safe because there's no public safety without democracy. So as we talk about the challenges for mayor-elect Whitmire, he could change tune on the food, not bombs tickets, and he could uh, stand up to some of the people who got him elected um, as we as we confront what's an evident authoritarian threat of, uh, of Ken Paxton and Greg Abbott at home. And and straight up Nazi language coming from from the Republican presidential frontrunner, and that's on the Houston Democracy Project. The Houston Democracy Project. There's a daily blog. You can Google Houston Democracy Project, or it's at neilaquino.com, and it'll it'll come up. And I encourage you, please, to review the project. 
Now, uh, uh, please do, because, again, it covers it covers local politics and the intersectionality between local politics and uh, our national politics. Uh, now, let, let me just say that uh, we, we have a, a group of Democrats that actually have learned a lot from uh, the misdeeds of uh, the Republican uh, pol- politicking orthodoxy is what I like to call it. And that is uh, to, first of all, to lie effectively, to really go against the carnality or go with for the carnality of people. Right now, uh, the, and the, main, the, the mainstream media is complicit. If you take a look at the mainstream media, I, look, you know, uh, uh, Eric Hayes in the chat says, hold criminals accountable. I don't know a Democrat that doesn't want to hold criminals accountable. I don't know a Democrat that doesn't want to do that. The question is, do you hold criminal criminals accountable as they should? Uh, are we holding the Lord, the biggest criminal in our country accountable, Donald Trump? It's amazing how many will give criminality a pass when it has a certain a certain power base. But uh, for a criminality without power base, let's just throw them to the curb. Uh, we have a, a, a mayor and a mayor elect that that. I call what the mayor elect and what Kim Og have done uh, with uh, centralizing on crime, uh, the, one of the biggest forces that there is out there. And the reason why mm-hmm. is there is criminality. Criminality has gone down somewhat in the, in the city of Houston, but worse, it doesn't make any sense to work on criminality, uh, filling up your jails, sending your, your, your jailed people to another state. Etc. It makes no sense to do that when you're not solving the underlying problem, the underlying structural problem, which is take care of your people, make sure that they have jobs, make sure that communities are taken care of, make sure that the kids in those underserved communities are served. All of that fights criminality. And sadly, that's not what we do. Anyway, continue, please, uh, Mr. Aquino. Right, and it's important. It's important to talk about um, the tough on crime message that the quote, quote unquote tough on crime message because it always comes with that message that Democrats don't care. Right, it always comes with that message that Democrats don't care about crime, and it's preposterous. First of all, that our local Democrats trip over each self, um, each other to get the police union endorsement. They shouldn't do that. Um, you you can support your local police if you wish without without supporting the police union and 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 the police union it continues to support again uh, Donald Trump and, and and we're talking local politics but you just you can't ignore Donald Trump unfortunately it's just it's just like a tumor you can't ignore Wait, just just a correction to- just a correction we cover politics because remember we have listeners all over the place and a lot of these are no, going no. to be out of state yeah go ahead. Oh, I, I understand. No, I understand that. And when I'm just talking maybe about sort of an, an internal frustration that, right. that no matter what, you, you have to come back to him. Um, as I speak to our global uh, 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 audience and yeah. the, 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 the idea that um, Donald Trump is out there boasting that he has 91 indictments um, and, and has been charged four times. He's boasting on this and the tough on crime crew here in town, um, they, they don't, they don't say a word. 
they don't say a word and they don't see any criminality in insurrection. And so um, it's, it's just an amazing act that they've been pulling it off. And, and for the listeners everywhere, it, it's no doubt the same in your city. This, this dynamic is the same in city after city after city. The Democrats don't care about crime. Those same Democrats then go after the police union endorsement without holding the police unions um, and quote unquote unions, because frequently they're not affiliated with the AFL-CIO and they would bust your strike in a minute. Um, and then the unions themselves uh, undermine the Democrats to keep their endorsement. And, and the head criminal himself is the Republican presidential frontrunner. It's, it's, it's a hell of an act. It's ridiculous. That is why we need a new crop of Democrats running. The ones that don't fear, uh, that doesn't fear the establishment, that go out and get things done for the average American citizen. Anyway, Donald is on, on, on hold right now. So come on in, brother. Donald, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Alberto. How are you? Good morning, Bill. I am doing fine. Uh, good, good. Uh, quick question. Kim Ogg is still the district attorney, right? Correct. Okay. Break it down in simple terms what transpired. She's a Democrat by name only now, correct? She doesn't correct. have the enforcement or the financial backing. Uh, well, look, uh, Democrats in, in, in Houston is an interesting situation. Uh, uh, Whitmer considers himself a Democrat as well, but he's very much funded by uh, a whole lot of rich, fat cats that are not Democrats. Uh, but let me just tell you what went down with Kimog. Uh, what uh, Daniel Cohen and many other precinct chairs uh, have done is enumerated all the things that she has done that were pretty much anti-democratic party or were as she went again after Democrats for no cause. Example is after, is going after Rodney Ellis for a storage location for African art, going after uh, uh, Nina Hid Lina Hidalgo uh, for something that she definitely didn't do, uh, not not going after police officers that have murdered Houstonians, uh, supporting uh, uh, Republicans in races when there is a viable Democrat in a race, something that pretty much if Houston's elections were partisan would have gotten her sanctioned in the party, has also uh, not gone after, or rather uh, some. Uh, there is a particular woman who has a son that had a mental issue, allowed him to have a record as opposed to a hospital bed. We could go over and over and over again that uh, things that she did at, uh, so that she would be appeasing to Republicans. She, uh, there is a young, uh, older guy, 65-year-old black man, who uh, was a, 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 he was getting over his uh, con conviction, you know, uh, over parole. And apparently it was a few days out. He didn't know that he, wasn't supposed to vote. So he stood in line for six hours in Harris County to do the, the, the citizens thing and vote. Uh, Paxton found out about this guy somehow, didn't bring it to Harris County, took it to Montgomery County uh, to claim voter fraud. Montgomery County no build it, saying that the attorney general does not have the right to go after any citizen on the voting issue. So uh, the guy got no build. What did Kim Og do? Kim Og made sure that he had to face the or that took the case to the Harris County grand jury, caused this person grief 
the, the Harris County grand jury no build him. But what it did is it left a stigma for the black male voter, which has always been an attempt to get not to vote, to suppress that vote. Another gift that she made sure the Republicans knew she was on board. She went ahead and went against a doctor, a Pakistani doctor who had some extra COVID vaccines. He went, uh, he was going to have to throw the vaccines away. So he gave it away, uh, injected people for free. She went ahead and uh, charged him dragged him in front of the grand jury. The grand jury no build him, almost destroyed his practice. Have you noticed something with all the people that I've called thus far? Every single one of these major cases that she put out was against a person of color. All right? Uh, and this, we, we can repeat these stories over and over. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she'll still be in that position until she's voted out, correct? She'll be in that position until right. uh, the end of the segment. Now, in, in March comes the primary where she goes up against uh, a tier, uh, Sean Tier. And uh, if she loses that election, her term ends next year. Right. That, that primary begins uh, early voting begins February 20th. And election day is is March 5th. And I'll, and I'll add to that. Um, do, you, do you think there's nothing that could be added to such a long, specific bill of particulars? All along the way, when, when these rank-and-file precinct chairs have sought to admonish Kim Og, put on her record from the Democratic Party that she's done these things, she has called them elitists, said that they were acting like Republicans, uh, criticized them as, as privileged. And these were the rank-and-file, hardworking, multi-year volunteers. Many of them know Kim Og. These are the people who know her best. And, and this is the way they proceeded by a margin of 129 to 61. It, it wasn't even close. And she just, she, not, not a moment of self-reflection. She, she criticized the active working base of the party who was not paid a dime. Yes. Anything else, Donald? Was that clear enough or you need some more? No, no. Yeah, no, no. You're, you're going in with it. Okay. Is there any other Democrat? Uh district attorneys in the United States or is she the only one? Oh, no, there, there are a lot of progress, real progressive Democrats in major United States cities, Philadelphia. Uh, and, and the interesting thing is the police unions are always against these progressive oh, DAs, right? Oh, because they are holding everybody accountable. They hold the police officers accountable and they hold the citizenry accountable. If you do wrong, you go to jail. You, if, you, if jail is warranted, if you do right, you, you're, you're fine. Uh, we have district attorneys, and I, I only happen to uh, remember Philadelphia right now, but there are a lot of district attorneys, city after city after city, Democrats that are progressives that are realizing that the way to handle crime is not throwing every Dick, Tom, and Harry in jail but trying to find what's the underlying cause of the crime and solve that problem because you solve much more when done that way. Anything else, Donald? Oh, yes, sir. No, what you, I love you guys and, and y'all keep up the good work, but I want to ask you one thing. Yes, sir. So she could indict a ham sandwich if she wanted to, correct? That's correct. I'm going to pull your chain today. Don't take it the wrong way. So that means they could indict an orange person also, correct? <laughs> <laughs> Donald, I knew that I, I knew something like that would be coming from you, brother Donald. Thank you so kindly. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Yes, All right. 
Bye-bye. All right. B- before we go to Harry, I want to I want to bring up the second subject that Neil is here for his second blog. Uh, Neil, uh, I, I really extensive police powers of SB four. Uh, our our citizenry need to understand the dangers of SB four. So run with it, brother. Great. So um, this week, Governor Abbott signed SB four, and this is a bill that allows our Texas state police and local police anywhere. Um, in the state to uh, on suspect that 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 a person is suspect of, of having crossed the border allows them to arrest them, detain them, and begin a process that may have them uh, sent back across the border. And it doesn't even matter what what country uh, these folks might be come uh, might come from. Um, and so, traditionally, well, not by, by law, by constitution, the federal government has handled immigration policy. The Supreme Court has recently affirmed that, but the composition of the court is now different. So what the state wants to do is have the Supreme Court um, allow states to do their own tough, uh, so-called tough uh, measures. And you know, with this Supreme Court, anything is possible. So they keep saying SB4 won't survive court review. Remember, they said, oh, Obamacare, it's safe, safe, safe. And it barely survives. and, And they take a big chunk out of it. And, and one of the most important uh, local aspects of this, beyond the fact that uh, your, your traffic stop can be turned into a deportation matter, is that this is a vast expansion of police powers. Um, this, this, this won't stop here. And, and, and Judge Lena has talked about this as well. The, the police, um, the, the 200 DPS, Department of Public Safety, state troopers that John Whitmire has pledged to bring here, and that representatives like Armando Wally or State Senator Alvarado have supported, they will become a deportation squad. And then also, if Trump is returned, forbid, um, they, and, and, and there's, an, there's an insurrection act, there's a suspension of civil liberties, which he's openly talking about, and our Harris County Republican elected officials don't say a word, neither do our Democrats really, um, these police will be here with that capacity. And people do not understand how quickly they can be defined as criminals by others with power and access, and access to arrest and overwhelming force. It's not the migrants the right is gunning for in the end. It's our civil liberties they want um, in the service of an authoritarian view. People do. I just want to emphasize that people do not understand how quickly they just think they're going about their moderate business. They vote. They support. Uh, uh, they vote every term. They support our elected officials or don't. But they're just citizens. You lose your rights to an authoritarian uh, outcome. You're on the street, and and you are criminalized. They can they can just change the definition of of of, of what our laws are or how our laws are executed or how our politics is executed, and you go from a normal citizen to to someone suspect to a arrest. And we are bringing in the architecture of, of that with these massive police powers across the state and, and, the, and, and the Democrats who supported John Whitmire, who supported these DPS troops, who talk about immigration, uh, State Representative Romando Wally comes very much to mind, um, don't want to answer the question, haven't answered the question, won't these DPS troops be deportation squads? And when the DPS troops were in Austin, at the request of the mayor, Kirk Watson, another older, traditional, kind of conservative, longtime state senator, 
there was disproportionate arrestment of, of arrest of Latino people. Mayor Watson asked them to leave and they wouldn't leave. So not trusting John Whitmire to begin with, but let's say that John Whitmire says, you know what, this is this is just too much, or maybe his own self-interest is impinged because that's really the only time they'll act. And he asked them to leave. The precedent already exists um, that, that Governor Abbott and these police will say no. So we are we are bringing in the architects of of our own political uh, loss of freedom under the guise of of these so called tough immigration measures, and um, and we really need to citizens to to ask our elected officials these questions, and and they need to act and, and contemplate and think about what this is. Let me personalize this. Um, this is what I call legalized uh, legalized profiling. Legalized profiling is, 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 is what's going to be used. They got they now have license to profile you. They won't call it that, but they have license to profile you because now if they suspect that you may be foreign. All right. They'll come after you. Now, let me give a let me tell personalize this to me. I go after politicians on my program. I go after politicians with my activism when I'm out there in the streets or whatever. Uh, suppose that someday. Uh, Kim Og tells one of her good old friends, hey, uh, you know, he wasn't born here, you know, and they take that accent, they take that accent. And suddenly they have reasons to shake me up, right? Hoping that they can get me to do a little something that causes them to say, ah, I'm arresting you for resisting or, or whatever. It won't work with me because I'm always very respectful to police officers, even as I want, to, you know, I'm always respectful. But that said, a, a person, uh, they, they see you in a store, Neil. You're just a regular old white guy, but you happen to right, have a I'm name a- that does that doesn't sound too white uh, or or too American with your name Aquino. It it is a classic name you get, but you're a white dude, and mm-hmm. they can they'll from someday come and say, "Hey, uh, Aquino is an outspoken guy." Hey, you know, let's kind of shake this dude up a little bit, and then when they go to court, well, the reason we shook up Aquino is because. Uh, well, uh, we had reason to believe X, Y, Z. Folks, these things, while uh, and it, it, it behooves me that many Latinos support this kind of a thing, right? But I, there's a whole Latino story that I will go into some other time that I will tell from the Latino perspective at another time. But anyhow, um, it's interesting that people don't see the dangers in politicizing not politicizing, but pol- creating this power uh, to get yourself policed more than you're already policed by your local entities. Let me, I let me tell you, so as we mentioned here, um, I'm part of a weekly protest at Senator John Cornyn's office at uh, 5300 Memorial Drive every Tuesday, 1130 to 1. We've been out there for almost seven, seven years and we are um, an, a, a basically, though not exclusively, Anglo, Anglo group. Our average age is probably pressing 70. We are watched each week by the Criminal Intelligence Division of the Special Response Group of HPD. I, I want, so we, we represent mainstream views. The majority of people in Houston did not vote for John Cornyn. Um, we are out there in that classic King George petition your government sense. Mm-hmm. We are watched each week. 357 weeks at this point. Consecutively. And 
And one of the, and, and one of the things is someone comes at us. So we've had people throw eggs at us, softballs. Um, a man came over once with a gun in a holster. We've had trucks rev up their smoke. Our count is nine now for times we've been charcoal rolled, um, to use the term. The police don't make any distinction between that group of 70 year olds on the corner and that aggressor with far right insurrectionist views. When you say, Hey, this guy throw a softball at us. Um, They'll say, well, you know what? You kind of provoked them. And I don't even need to generalize about some of the officers. Some of the officers have been helpful. Um, you, you don't need to generalize or stereotype any right. people, you don't individual. But I, I just want to make the point. Anyone can be criminalized. Exactly. Anyone, anyone criminalized. Yeah, let me go. I, I've had Harry on waiting for nine minutes. So I want to get Harry in, my brother from uh, my my brother from another mother. So come on in, Harry. How you doing, my brother? Oh, good morning, Alberto. Uh, good morning, Neil Aquino. Good morning, Howard. And good morning, Santa Jack Vandell. That's a good thing he does. Uh, with the, he's doing for the homeless. He's doing what Jesus Christ teaches uh, to feed those who don't have who are less fortunate. It's a good thing. But I wanted to make three points. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about three things. First thing with the immigration, like I talked about yesterday, uh, I like what Neil Aquino was saying there, explaining about the SB4. But I still say, you know, this immigration thing is a joke, what Greg Abbott did, because the people, like I said yesterday, when I was talking yesterday so passionately, is the corporations are the ones responsible for this. Because if they wouldn't hire these people that they know are illegal because they want to do slave, slave labor, like you're always uh, talking about when you talk about touch on this subject and exploit these people, they wouldn't come here. And so you end up, um, yeah, you may, uh, they'll deport some of them, but then they just look the way, look, look right around people who uh, fund Greg Abbott for getting into office so they can um, uh, bring in um, illegal low wage workers. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Harry. You're absolutely right, my brother. Uh, go ahead and make the second point as well, my dear brother. Okay, the second point I wanted to make, I was listening to the Daily yesterday, and I, when we talked, when you guys talked about uh, the Colorado situation with the ballot mm-hmm. and the uh, 14th Amendment, uh, they were talking about like Section 3, and this guy on the Daily yes. NPR was, was saying that it may not apply to the presidency. And then the other, like what worries me about this, they have till January 4th or January 5th to uh, make their case because the Trump team has appealed it to the federal Supreme court. And we know those conservative justices are probably going to um, strike it down. They're, they're going to say that, it doesn't apply to Donald Trump. It's the justice act that he did, the insurrection that he did, and that he shouldn't be taken off the ballot. And that's, uh, you know, because I don't know if they're going to do the right thing. Uh, we, we'll never know if this this Supreme Court is an illegitimate Supreme Court from its inception. So we understand that, we, you know, I mean, they, they'll have to go against their tenet of of reading the text, uh, being textualists of the Constitution. But we know that they don't have any value. So we don't need to worry ourselves about that. We just need to get out there and make sure the man is intellected. Give me your third point so I can go to Joni Harry. Yeah, and the third point, um, I was talking about this with my brother yesterday. I, um, um, 
the Howard Reynolds always, you know, guys, when you guys are talking about um, that, if it's, if Trump were to get reelected, um, uh, God forbid, that they're coming for the uh, corporations too. Uh, if, we became, if we became a fascist state, yeah. Trump was an autocracy, which Trump wants to turn this into. What, what does Howard exactly mean by that when he's talking about they're coming for you corporations too? Well, uh, uh, since Howard is here, if he's here, uh, Howard can answer that. I'm here. Oh, can you answer that for me, Howard? Yes, Harry, I can. Uh, any type of dictator is not going to stay within any type of bounds. First, it's going to be okay. the population. It'll be the weaker ones. It'll be the right. LGBTQ, whatever it is. Then it'll be the minorities. Then it'll be the immigrants. Yeah. And then when yeah. he's run out of it, he's going to go to the corporations, just like Hitler did. They said the corporations supported Hitler saying, oh, well, we can keep control over him by financial, by uh, money, uh, finances. Well, look, uh -huh. they didn't, they, they weren't able to do that. Pretty soon, the dictator will be dictating to the corporations what they can make and what they can't make. Oh, okay. That's that, that's what I didn't understand. Because the other parts you, you were talking about, the LGBTQ and the weaker ones, I figured they would, you know, prey on them. But now that they want to control how the corporations run their business, tell right. them what to do. And a dictator okay. will never stop at any at any limit. There are no lines of of, of demarcation where a dictator will stop. Because that's then pretty right. soon right. Right. they'll say, well, you know, General Motors, you can only make little small cars. You can't make these big SUVs anymore. Okay. And, and Ford, uh, you better forget those SUVs. They're, they're using right. too much uh, gas. So you better start right. making little small cars. It's, it's much like it. I mean, it's an exaggeration, but it will happen. If a dictator I don't think it's, brother Howard, I don't think it's an exaggeration at all. I think you That's nailed it. Right. Thanks for, thanks for breaking that down. And so yeah. as Humberto Willis said there a, a few minutes before, we have to do our part as voters and make sure dictators don't get into office. Hey, uh, Harry, I want to get Joni in. Uh, I, you know, you, you, I love you, but I want to get more people in my brother. Okay, so I, let, let's talk tomorrow. Okay. Thank okay, you, brother. We'll, we'll talk All right, okay, let's go to care. Joni. Come on in, Joni. Hi, good morning, Egberto. Um, just wanted to weigh in on, because I'm I'm somebody that has held out. I don't have internet at home. I still mm -hmm. carry a flip phone. I still use cash and check. <laughs> so I'm going to weigh in on the big tech, um, that they would be all on board with a an authoritarian regime. And they're extremely powerful. They want their own country, um, you know, a digital country that's sitting mm -hmm. at the a UN table. So um, I'd like to, to point out that um, anyone who is an authoritarian is going to be well served by, you know, uh, surveillance technology. I, I, on another station, I heard a, a story about a businessman in China who tried to cross uh, provincial uh, lines after he'd been given a um, clean bill of health. And what uh, happened was when he uh, put his money in a digital bank that he thought was legit, um, he, he tried to cross the lines into a different province and his digital, um, his phone uh, showed up red when it should be green because he had just had his test. Everything was fine. And, and so, the, I don't know, somehow the government was involved there with um, trying to keep him from his money that he put into this 
so-called, you know, digital bank. So Mm -hmm. uh, anybody that is going to be in a a position of power as an authoritarian leader is going to be well served by surveillance state. And it's, it's been, um, Something I pointed out, I, I like to, to write music too. So, uh, that digital, the digital tech is there to sell, surveil, sedate, manipulate, and ultimately separate. You so know, a anyway, lot of folks, no, 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 Joni, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say that uh, while digital technology makes things a lot easier, I love using ACH, and there's a new one that the government has just come out with uh, to not to challenge, but to enhance ACH with immediacy and if I want to send you money, you can have it immediately. There are all these technologies that are coming out for that. I have nothing against that. Now, here's the part that I think we have as a citizenry, we have to be sure of, which you just said. You said you do everything with checks, with cash, etc. That methodology must remain because you are correct. Just as digital is able to uh, come in, digital is a form of surveillance. We, uh, for convenience, we may allow ourselves to be surveilled, but we should also have the option not to be surveilled if we so want to. So your point is a very, very important point that you just brought up. So thank you so kindly. And, and what it does is it makes it to where our conveniences quickly become um, needs. And then I actually heard someone uh, that was an apologist for the tech industry say it's like water. It's uh, and and that means we just don't know what a need is because if we think that our digital technology and, and it doesn't serve anything but human. Um, no, no, but I, I think I think you already explained it perfectly, Joni. You explained it perfectly, and and it's also the reason why you probably stayed out of technology. Now I didn't, but I do still want to have the ability to use cash where I don't want to be surveilled. So your point is very well taken, and thank you so kindly right, for calling you. in. You thank have a you. wonderful day. Let's go to Johnny. Come on in, Johnny. Well, I hate to be a burst in your bubble there, wet blanket, but uh, even though I agree with you about how we need to have the option of privacy. Mm-hmm. To go analog versus digital, the cash that we get at the bank when we cash our check, mm-hmm. those five, ten, and twenty dollar bills, they have those um, electronic strips embedded in them that enable banks to participate in tracking of who spends the money where. So yeah, but I but wait, hold on, Johnny, hold on. I want to I just so that the people hearing, I want them to understand this. But that is only at the first level of transaction. After the second level of transaction, that money becomes, well, how did you get it? You know, et cetera. So you're correct. If the bank gives me a dollar with a particular tracking, they know it came to me. If it goes into several different hands without going through a bank, it loses its traceability. Go ahead, my friend. But what I do to help short circuit that uh, strategy on their, on their part is I take my cash and I run it to my microwave. <laughs> use my magnet. I do that. And I dig like I'm degaussing uh, <laughs> You know what you do in the radio station in the olden days? I oh, man. My money. Just for the hell of it. And it, then, at insult to injury, maybe to identify myself, I have this red stamp that I got from TYT several years ago. And I yes. stamp it still with a message on it. So they know who's, who's got that money degaussed. Uh, 
identify well, myself. I have a quick story for you. I don't know if you remember the our organization that I told you I was a board and call move to amend. They're still in existence right now, trying to get the second, the twenty eighth amendment to the constitution that says money is not uh, speech and and corporations aren't people. Now, in that particular group, we had you remember the Ben and Jerry. Uh, ben was a part of our team, and uh, from the Ben and Jerry ice cream. And we created this stamp that says money is not speech. And every time money passes through our organization, we would stamp it red. And the one thing we were concerned about is whether defacing the dollar was going to get us into trouble. (laughs) It is one of the techniques that we use. But look, Neil's been quiet for a while. So let's bring Neil into the discussion to see if he has some commentary here before we move on. Go ahead, Neil. And then then, uh, Howard wants to come in. Okay, and I just I wanted to add to um, both the both, both both the last callers about technology and Joni's comments that anyone who uses social media for political expression, uh, Twitter and and Facebook are the ones I use most. You know, they use all the algorithms to to depress political content on Facebook. I'm I'm not the only one who who observes that. Twitter has become, in many respects, a right wing sewer. If you don't pay uh, the eight dollars a month, um, your algorithm. And capacity to express is 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 limited. So we were told we're all we're both. You know, Berno and I are both old enough. We, this was going to be a nirvana of of communication and free expression. And it's really important to maintain your face to face relationships. Keep a list of, of actual, just real phone numbers. Think about who would be your ally in in an authoritarian situation. Because every time the big tech companies are asked by a repressive government to curb. Um, expression, curb organizing, Iran, uh, uh, China, they do it. And you can you can believe that that if a Donald Trump or an authoritarian asks here that that as part of an insurrection act, and again, they're using this language, they're talking about it, you can bet that the big tech companies will comply. Thank you, Neil. Howard. Oh, I was just wondering what size uh, tin hat, tin foil hat that Johnny has. I got to pull his leg a little bit, you know. Howard. Hey, that's between you and Howard. Hey, hey, Mayor Johnny, that's between you and Howard. I did say it. Howard did. I got a question from uh, Captain Reynolds. You got it, man. Okay. Did you leave off any groups when you were listing that that list of people that uh, the Republicans will go after? Anybody you, you forgot about? Um, no, I, no. I, oh, the old, yeah, the older, the elder people, because we're the wiser ones. Specific groups, specifically within that group, activists. Oh, yeah. Like yes. Yes. Aquino and Egberto. Well, because yeah. As soon as they get rid of us, guess what? There's nobody to tell the rest of us what they're up to. Right. <laughs> well, good that point, is Johnny. Very true. Johnny, you know, that's why he's the mayor. Hey, Johnny, we're throwing you off now. We need to continue our discussion with Neil. And folks, I really wanted to play the Prager University piece that is nine minutes long. I can't do it now. That just takes too much time. So I'm going to ask more of you to call in now. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713 713- 
526-5738. Hit the number two. The Prager University piece that I did, you can reach it by going to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. The piece about the, uh, the, the, the piece about the Prager University forces there, as well as the story, uh, the other story that I, that I told you we are cover that we were supposed to cover today, which is, uh, how Many of our mainstream media is acting as if it's a fida cumpli that Donald Trump is going to be the next president. I mean, they're acting. You listen to them speak. It actually sounds like they believe that. So that piece, you can go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter and, and watch the videos that we did for the things we didn't cover here. Because, of course, I prefer talking to Joni, Johnny, Donald, Harry, Neil, Howard, Jack. I remembered the names. I'm not as senile as I thought anymore. Anyway, go ahead, uh, Neil. <laughs> Uh, it makes me think. I I remember reading. Um, there's there's a three volume history of the civil rights movement uh, called Parting the Waters by Taylor Branch, and I, I sometimes think about he, he wrote about the organizing for the um, March on Washington mm-hmm. and at the extensive. Um, he wasn't contrasting it to internet organizing, but you know, so to make a flyer, you had to go to the mimeograph machine. There wasn't even a Kinkos, right? And so, if you're old enough to remember, there was a yeah, those blue things. You remember, and it worked with alcohol. Yeah. Right. And and so what happened was folks promoting the March on Washington from all across the country came yes. to know each other. Yes. Because they had to go to the meeting. They had to get word of it. They had to print that flyer. They had to understand. And so it also helped them understand who to trust. It helped them understand who wasn't a cop, um, who was on their side. And they had this whole network. And, and we, we, we think we, we do anything and we think, I got to post that on social media so somebody knows. And just imagine the scope of the civil rights movement or the anti-Vietnam War movement. They did that organizing without uh, any surveillance. And, and and Joni's comment about surveillance, for example, HBD has a device, I think it's called Stingray, mm-hmm. and you go to protest and it has the capacity to know what phones are there. And I mm-hmm. believe what it, it had to get to pull your contact. I, I forget the specific, yeah. but you go to that protest. And again, remember this protest, you're mad because of, of the overturning of Roe. You're mad over voting rights. You're, you're doing classic, almost conservative in a sense, American traditional Boston the- Tea Party type activities. And they are like, you are a possible criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people running the country are openly plotting insurrection undoing elections, or in the case of many of our local Democrats, quiet or acquiescent. And no, and, and it just, it just goes on like, Hey, Hey, Neil, it's normal. And the citizen is a criminal. That's why I love what we are doing and what a lot of our younger progressives are doing. They're, they're coming back. They're doing the face to face thing. They're keeping the email list folks, activists. And if you, if you talk to three, four, five people and try to get them to do the right thing, you have just been declared an activist folk. Keep your mailing list. Very important. Keep your emailing list. Keep your telephone numbers. Keep all these things that you have with your sphere of influence. If you have people that you meet on Facebook and Twitter that you've developed a relationship with, get it deeper than Twitter and Facebook. Even if they're out of state, 
out of country, get emails and phone numbers and contact information for these people that doesn't have to go through the digital sphere because what the digital sphere does is when they need to turn you off, when the government says to turn you off, etc., they can. But if you have an email, if you have a telephone number, if you have an address, if you have all these other ways to connect with 5, 10, 15, 20 people, and each of those 5, 10, 15, 20 people have their same methods of connecting, guess what? We still reach everybody. It's called geometric progression of communication. And you don't have to have it being in bits, electronic bits to do it. We can do it through what's called networking. And it only takes five, 10 people in your sphere to create hundreds of thousands of people connected. Remember that, people, I beg that you do. Brian is on the line. Come on in, Brian. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, you remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about uh, Twitter and uh, Jack Smith wanting to confiscate any record of. Yes, Trump? sir, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, and, and now you're talking about what? Oh, the big government taking your privacy away, correct? Yes, yes sir. You, uh, you know, let me let me just say, Brian, 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 before you continue, because I'm glad that you hit me on that, right? Because it gives me a chance to say that we're not unidimensional, right? And not because I believe that uh, when it comes to criminality, that we should be able to do what Jack Smith did means that I want uh your criminal i i want them to go after brian as an example we can't we what too many folks on the right do with these sort of issues is they try to make it black and white i am agreeing with you with regards to the average american citizen i'm disagreeing with your portrayal that something wrong was done when we went after and insurrect did an investigation off of a proven insurrectionist. That's the difference here. So uh, what I tell you all the time, Brad, is you may not realize that we have more in common than you think. But continue, sir. No, what what Jack Smith actually did on Twitter is demand the the, the accountability. Okay, mm-hmm. he demanded anyone that wrote the word Trump, that followed Trump, that retweeted what he said, or deleted mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Anybody, yes, it doesn't matter who they were. Yes, he wanted that record. Yes, if a, if a conservative did, he got that record. If a yes. progressive, did, he got the record. Yes. Now, who is a totalitarian force? Jack Smith. He overstepped well, I- his bounds. How do, let me ask you, let me ask you, let's, let me throw the question to you, uh, Brian. Okay. You have an authoritarian that's called Donald Trump that we know under his behest, we had an insurrection. You may not want to call it an insurrection. I call it an insurrection. The, com- the community wants to investigate that. Okay. Now, how do you do an investigation? One of the reasons there are some rules in investigating, which means none of these things that Jack Smith found in those Twitter accounts should ever become public. Yeah, technically speaking, right? But if you're doing an investigation to find pathways of criminality, how else do you find the pathways of criminality? Please tell me. By going through a record that someone is totally neutral? Is is that how you get that? No, no. What I'm saying, no. Jack Smith never charged Trump with insurrection, did he? 
No, and there's a re- there are reasons there are reasons why it would have been uh, it would have taken a lot longer to charge him with insurrection. But the Colorado judges did find that he was a part of the insurrection. No, has he been charged with insurrection? Not by this. Not by the federal government, sir. Yes, thank you. So an innocent person can have their uh, private tweets confiscated and looked through. Just for saying the word Trump, correct? Well, yeah, uh, for an investigation, yeah, yes. But yeah, yeah. Now, who is a totalitarian? No, again, you missed the point. I, no, here's it. Here, here. No, 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 no. Look, probable cause and not done outside of a legal framework. If we create a legal framework on, with rules as far as how we use technology to investigate and we follow those legal frameworks based on, on, on things that are going to happen, it is okay as long as these legal frameworks are met, Brian. And that's, look, Brian. Okay, Brian, I, I'm not going to, Brian, I'm not going to continue this because we're going to go back and forth. I just ask you to try to digest. I have digested what you've said. And when I came out, I where I thought appropriate that you were correct, I named that. I would appreciate if going forward, when we have discussions, we, you don't have tunnel vision, but you give yourself the ability to think broadly. That's all I'm asking. But we'll talk. We, I talk to you every day. I love talking to you every day. So we'll talk tomorrow. Okay? Yeah, bye-bye. Take care, brother. Peace. All right. Um, uh, we got one minute left, so let me pass it on first to Howard and Jack, and then I'll, g- I'll give you some final words, uh, Aquino. Well, j- just one reminder for me is politicians and corporations, when you buy a politician, you're buying a rat that's going to bite you too. So keep that in mind. Jack, what you got? <clears throat> you know, Trump appointed a whole bunch of uh district judges, you know, and I talk about that box there building, and this is part of it. You know, that's about 34 district judges per state that he appointed. And, you know, you got those judges that are owe uh, an allegiance to Trump. You got that right, brother. Let's ask Neil Aquino to give us some final words. Very good. Just uh, please keep your local officials accountable. Keep your local officials accountable when you hear uh, at the national level uh, these terrible things. Ask your local officials how you're going to be kept safe. Uh, from the political right, um, the Houston Democracy Project. You can Google it, the Houston Democracy Project. There's a daily blog. And, and thank you, Egberto, Howard, Jack, and audience for, for the privilege of being on. Folks, uh, thank you so kindly for listening. Love you all, all my callers, all my listeners. Jack, uh, Howard, you guys are great. Neil, thank you for coming and waking up in the morning for me. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.